Welcome to the Mikvah Minute with Gabrielle Hodes, an Eden Center production exploring different aspects of Mikvah and immersion. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. I hope you were able to have a wonderful Rosh Hashanah despite the restrictions. We are now in the Aseret Yemei Teshuvah, and as Rav Sachs writes in his introduction to his Rosh Hashanah Machzor, the ten days that begin on Rosh Hashanah and culminate in Yom Kippur are the holy of holies of Jewish time. The atmosphere in the synagogue is intense. You can almost touch the divine presence. Shayao said, Seek God where he is to be found. Call on him when he is close. The rabbis wrestled with this verse. What could it mean? God is the God of everywhere and all time. He is always to be found, always close. The verse seems to make no sense at all. This was their reply. These are the ten days of repentance between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, meaning God is always close to us, but we are not always close to him. He is always to be found, but we do not always seek him out. To sense the closeness of God needs some special effort on our part. To reach out to the infinite in infinite space, to meet the eternal in the midst of time, to sense what ultimately lies beyond the senses requires a focus far beyond the ordinary. It needs a drama of holiness enacted in our holiest place, the synagogue, at the holiest of times, Yamim Noraim. To begin, it needs a sound, the shofar, so piercing and strange that it wakes us out of our everyday consciousness into an awareness of being present at something vast and momentous. We need to come close to God for God to feel close to us. This is what happens on the 10 days of repentance and it begins on Rosh Hashanah. We have the schut to create this connection every time that we go to the mikveh, whether it be on a monthly basis or more or less frequently. We don't need to wait for the Aseret Yumei Tshuva. Many of you take the opportunity of going to the mikveh to create a window of time in which you can connect to Hashem, to yourselves, to your hopes and values. Spiritual renewal means taking some time away from the pace and routine of daily life, pressing the pause button and possibly the reset button too, refocusing on what's important, what direction do you want to be taking. It means paying attention to your emotions and to your neshama, not just to your physical body. It is about making time to hear your inner voice. The chance to renew your spirit comes with different degrees of frequency and intensity and from different places. Whether it be from celebrating the Chagim, life events such as weddings and bar and bat mitzvahs, Rosh Chodesh or daily tefillot, hafrashat chala, lighting candles, each give you an opportunity to stop, reflect and connect. A visit to the mikveh can provide you with a focal point for evaluation and self-scrutiny. Miriam Berkowitz, in her book, Taking the Plunge, refers to it as a date with God. We count down the days with anticipation, removing all masks, makeup, jewellery and clothes to meet God without pretenses. I love this idea. What a privilege. Your mikveh visit is an opportunity to stop and reflect 
on the month that has passed and to focus on the month to come. To do this, many women turn to prayer or meditation. You can choose whether you want to look for a formal tefillah written by someone else that connects you to your values or you could write your own. Some women like to divide their tefillot in a similar way to the Shmonayasri to formulate their prayer in sections which incorporate praise, requests and thanks. Focusing on themselves, their relationship with their husband, their children, their wider family, their friends, community, nation, country and the world. Transitioning from their inner circles to the widest ones, or vice versa. Rabbanit Sarah Siegel Katz suggests an idea of writing a letter to oneself or to one's husband with one's hopes and wishes for the upcoming month. As well as thinking about the structure and content of our prayers, we can choose when is the best time for us to say our tefillot. Different times work for different people, or for the same people but in different situations. When is it most meaningful for you to say your tefillah? In the morning, the day that you'll be going to the mikveh, before you start your preparation for the mikveh, perhaps in the water, or maybe after immersing. I personally always liked to take a moment to stop, breathe, reflect and daven when I was ready to immerse, just before calling the balanit. Immersing in the mikveh is all about actively doing things, bathing, removing, checking, immersing, this quiet, magical moment in which I would formulate my own prayer and say it at whatever pace I wished was always very precious to me. I had never thought to do it differently as it served me well. I found it meaningful and it connected me to the mitzvah and to the transition that I wanted to experience. All that changed one year when I decided to take on the minhag of immersing in the mikveh on Erev Yom Kippur. When doing this one, immerses without a mikveh attendant. And it was the first time that I had been in the mikveh alone, just me, Hashem and the water. I found it a very powerful and emotive experience. It was the first time that I davened in the water. Each tefillah bringing with it another prayer. After that Yom Kippur, I spent time wondering how to take the inspiring and moving experience into my future mikveh visits. I found that I was able to do it quite easily. I just had never chosen to direct my focus to Hashem, or to prayer or to being mindful whilst I was in the water. I had always been preoccupied with a mikveh attendant and whether I had immersed correctly, waiting to hear her say, Kasher, each time I came up from the water. Once I realized that I could, I started to take the time to direct my attention to what I wanted to focus on with each dip. With my back to the mikveh attendant and my body immersed in God's water and my mind focused on my prayers, I found that I was able to make the actual immersion in the mikveh a meaningful ritual in of itself. Some women like to focus on the past present and future with each dip. Others on three different transitions that they're hoping for, three different kohot or attributes that they need or want to focus on. Elisheva Simon mentioned a beautiful idea in one of the Eden Center blog posts. She wrote about connecting her practice 
of immersing seven times to the seven Kabbalistic Sfirot, the emanations of God. Whilst preparing for the mikvah or during immersion, many women choose to meditate, practice mindfulness, guided imagery, or listen to music. Sometimes we need to make time and space to think out of the box and create our very own personalized, relevant, and meaningful transition from Tumah to Tahara. I look forward to continuing this topic next week, wishing you all a Gemar Chatimatova and an easy and meaningful. Is there someone in your life that you want to honor? Someone who has helped you out or inspired you? Maybe it's a medical professional or a teacher or a yoetzet who went above and beyond to help you, or a yard site or death that you want to mark. Please consider making a donation to support this podcast in honor of a special person in your life. This episode of Wisdom and Wellness was recorded by Shani Tarragon, music courtesy of Shimona Gottlieb, and is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback, sponsorships, and support. You can reach us at www.theedencenter.com.